0: I'm Charlie
1: Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. I run hip-hop by the numbers on Twitter. Use hip-hop statistics heart, highlight the bigger picture.
0: And I'm Drew to the fifth element where I highlight the fifth element of hip-hop, which is knowledge. I'm in here busy looking for the next top model Who's wearing something new, something older, something borrowed I know this crazy life can be a bit of pill to swallow So forget about tomorrow, tonight We're digging in the digits let's get it (laughs) Oh, this is what Hip Hop Adjacent's built for So I can bang out fucking club bangers when I was 16 Let's fucking go, boy
1: (laughs) This one's going to be a fucking bloodbath this episode,
0: man This is it, chief This is it
1: (laughs) I Was listening to him last night, just <laughs> on my on my bed, just like what I had to keep skipping. I'm like, how how did he make Ellie Goulding sound bad? I'm like fucking Jesus! Oh gosh! Oh gosh! And then big big Sean just hops in. I'm like, oh, this is a match oh, made in the heaven. the worst!
0: I remember that. I, I remember listening to that one oh. song when it dropped, and I've never heard it again. I've I remember how trash it was. I've never listened to that song again, like, literally have, have avoided that song so specifically to never listen to that track again. I remember it was so grimy, I was just like, oh, no, this is ugly. Hi, Ben. How's your week been? <laughs> oh, <laughs> this week.
1: For, my week's been horrible, and the worst thing is I didn't even have COVID, so I don't even have the fucking... <laughs> antibodies, everyone's like, oh, you'll be fine, bro, it's just the flu, I fucking almost died this week, man, I've been down bad as fuck, I, um, I babysat my nephew about 10 days ago, and my friend was like, nah, he's fine. He's just he's just had a vac- his vaccinations. His coughing is just from the vaccinations. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So he's just coughing like mucus directly into my eyeball all day and into my open mouth. And like, I'm just covered in his mucus. Oh. And I was thinking, nah, I'll be fine. And then I helped my partner move. And then I was meant to go to Melbourne. So <laughs> I woke up on Monday morning. <laughs> I was like royally fucked. And I have just been out of action all week a like completely underground just fucked up and uh yeah see
0: Mm mm-hmm you know this is in the words of michael jordan allegedly fuck them kids
1: Man, look, if you're a parent out there, I salute you because you guys just get sick all the time. That's the problem. There's all these super strains that all the toddlers pass around to each other at daycare and they bring it home and almost kill their parents with it. It's fucking wild. But I did get to listen to some music. I listened to Fredo Bang's Two-Face Bang 2. Uh, I didn't really enjoy this record at all, actually. I played it back-to-back with the Youngin Ace album and... I think that did Fredo Bang a real big disservice. Uh, The emotion that he tries to inject into this record, it just feels stilted and performative. He also reaches into his bag and pulls out some of the worst bars of this year thus far on the evocatively titled Hard For You, which is obviously an homage to Kevin Gates' Hard For, which is a good song, Hard For. Um, It's uh, typically Kevin Gates, very, very explicit. You're the only one that I could ever get hard for. And uh, Fredo Bang attempts to interpolate some lyrics here, but the lyrical content is lobotomy level. He says, Ooh, that pussy like mashed potatoes, every time we fuck, I said let's have a baby. I fuck I fuck with you because you're far from basic, can't post your picture, they're start hating. Like it's just trash the whole thing all the way through. Then he says I eat you out like Venice. I'm in your mouth like a dentist. Firstly. What do you mean, eat you out like, Venice? Is it because like there's, like, a lot of water? Do you water?
0: mean venison? Did they mean venison?
1: I think he means Venice, the place. Like, does he mean because there's a lot of waterways in Venice? And so, like, you're wet because of waterways? Does he mean because a lot of people go out to dinner in Venice? And then Reach. in your mouth like a dentist? <laughs> no one wants a dentist in their mouth. It's awful. That's fucking horrible. Expensive. It's expensive. It's trash. So, it's, you know... The, the woeful relationship songs do a brilliant job of hiding the highlights. Um, no Love with Sleepy Hollow is a highlight. Uh, I think that, that's a good song. Um, you know, it's a bit of an open warble from Fredo Bang. Sleepy Hollow's booming vocals. Proud of Me featuring Money Man has a really familiar guitar riff. I don't actually know where it came from, but it certainly feels good, you know. The beat goes really hard without trying, and Fredo Bang floats pretty nicely. But the problem is, man, these rare breakthroughs of, of good content. He just cannot drag the the project back from the blink of fucking floral like, electronica or nobody, and oh, it's just awful, man. It's just like I don't know, I don't know what he was doing here, but it just it did not work. Now we have uh, love the genius, so it's love the genius, right? Okay, self love yeah, too. Go. Uh look, man, this is fucking amazing, man. Uh, she name drops the Griselda crew on this tape, and that feels prudent for two reasons. Excuse my coughing, I'm probably going to cough multiple times during this. Um, firstly, it's indicative of the sound and direction this album is charting. Uh, two, because it's an old school simple equation of if you're a fan of Griselda, you're going to be a fan of Love the Genius. And this is a third... And three. One. What's three?
0: Executive produced by Conway.
1: Oh, is it? I didn't know that.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Funny you say Griselda, right, isn't it? Nice. Funny you say that.
1: I like that. Okay. Well, there you go. So this is her third full-length project. Tray the Truth and Flea Lord are on here. Tray the Truth verse was trash. I didn't enjoy that at all. Flea Lord was great. Uh, look, man, Buffalo is becoming the new Michigan. I swear, man, the talent and the drive coming out of this region is intense. When I uh, interviewed Chez Noir, I asked her what it was like to actually be on the ground in you know, a place that is exploding in talent and like everyone's talking about Buffalo right now. She just said there's just a lot more stuff happening, a lot more people coming there, a lot more shows being put on. And I can see this grassroots movement coming up. Love the Genius is part of that. She told DJ Booth a while back, she said, Buffalo is an interesting place. It's an artistic place. I always lean more towards the full on artistic side. And her name comes from how diverse and impactful love can be uh, you know, like depth, sadness, warmth, like all the different aspects of love the original self-love tape was laced heavily with imagery of self-acceptance and introspection this second iteration actually feels like a bit of a prequel kind of running back to explain how she got to the place on the first one uh on always thank god she's reminiscing heavily and laying the path out from her past to her future moxie is kind of like a throwback to the nature of growing up in buffalo and having to fend for your life the way she switches her reflections and flows is stunning and you know she doesn't i don't think she leans too heavily at all on the griselda sound which she she could do you know she absolutely could do a lot of artists are doing that right now but there's plenty on here to drag you away from that always thank god sounds like a real you know it sounds like a typical track 14 on a major label album you know from the mid 2000s like if you bumped up that bpm a tiny little bit on affluence for example you know, you would have the perfect mix between drill and G Funk. Like, this is this, this really good. It's really, really well put together. So, shout out to Conway for that. And if you like Griselda, you know, Baldy, Flea Lord, El Camino, all these kind of artists, you're going to fucking love this, man. Uh, it's a good project. Red Veil, Learn to Swim. I actually think Red Veil vale might be the most promising MC in, in hip-hop right now. He only just turned 18. Learn to Swim would fit in the discography of pretty much anyone you know over the age of 30. Uh, I said to Charlie, it's a healing album because the instrumentals and samples sound like they came straight off a fucking turntable. Red Veil vale just holding court, dropping gems, far superior to artists, you know, 30 years his senior. He opens the second verse on the entire album with, I hit that stream of water. Now I'm at the bottom drenched. All that bottled resentment still at the top where it's meant to rot. Now I'm following up with all that I kept behind the zipper. Like, when you listen to his lyrics, it's just... It's a lyrical meal. You know, it's the same way we talked about Nas, the same way we talk about Kendrick. I'm not saying that, you know, Red Veil is at that level yet, but uh, Lupe, you know, you sit down, you have to fucking think about what Red Veil is trying to say and how it's making you feel. And, you know, when he said word to... Earl on diving board, it felt right. You know, I would never say that Earl bit, uh, sorry, Redvale bit Earl's style, but he certainly incorporated it into his own in a huge way. Redvale produces a huge swathe of this tape too, which only really serves to further endear him. You know, we get the conceptual noose of someone like Sabo or even Mick Jenkins, and you have the lyrical density of artists like Earl and Lupe, matched with this energy and message rooted deeply in youthful expression. Uh, Someone asked me if liking Red Veil was a meme because Fantano trashed his music live on a stream once and I actually think that kind of sums up modern social media because no he's, he's absolutely not a meme but ironically that is exactly how you cut through a jaded and bored audience by giving them something tangible to sink their claws into and then flipping the script entirely to draw in the listeners who were ambivalent to you. And you know, wise beyond your years is a, is a cliche. It's such a tired trope, and I don't want to use it here with Red Veil. Vale. I think he feels centered and self assured. You know, my favorite verse on on this record, I think the second verse on New Info, he raps, "Mama ingrained." Everything I thought was new info, forced to live in this skin cloak, forced to live in this state, stepping in and out of this limbo, forcing myself to exit my comfort zone. And that's been going on when it comes to big growth and recognizing the absence of keys, people that never knew me asking what happened to me. And I fucking love that imagery, man. The idea of that anyone external to you could possibly judge whether you've changed or not you know, he's not impervious to externals on the final track working on, sorry, working on it. He embraces like the negative psychological rabbit holes. He tends to disappear down and gives himself, (laughs) yeah, nice. Um, It gives himself, and by extension, his listeners, you know, the grace to pull back and to take stock and start addressing these um these negative parts of his uh his psyche one by one. You know, small steps, but essential ones. And bro, this album, I could talk about this album forever. It's a fucking meal, man. It's it's gonna take me months to get my head around it. He only just turned 18. I can't tell people more to go listen to this record and, and give it some time and energy and space because it's brilliant. Finally, leave Demon Egg Hunt. So look, man, I've been sick all week. And the day this dropped in Australia, I was laid up on the couch with my partner's dog at my feet, and I was feeling low as fuck. I was home alone. I'd spent about 45 minutes queuing up music on uh, Spotify, and then I fucking lost it all when I like erased the queue. I don't even know how it did that. And to to spend forty five minutes you know queuing up music when you're basically dead is very difficult. And then to lose it all, I was like, oh no, I fucking lost my cue, and I needed something. So I put this EP on and I kept it on for a solid four hours. I couldn't stop listening to it. I don't think leave, leave's not going to be for everybody. He doesn't make road trip music unless the road trip involves like a death cult going to their destination, you know, like, or you're driving home from an AA meeting and everyone's about to relapse. Like his rawness and authenticity is about as essential as music gets to me. I'm still trying to write my own book. You know, I've talked about that heaps on here. (coughs) And what I want to write about is exactly what leave raps about you know with his vocals mixed way back in the beat so far back you can hardly hear them at times he just unravels on the microphone plunging the depths of addiction and psychological demons that only the deeply and chronically unwell will be familiar with and i live my life down there and i have you know in the depths and the dire streets, and the bottom of the rock you know and at least until recently, I've been a bit better recently, but there's a special warmth and validation that comes from knowing someone else in the world relates. Like if you imagine, if you'd run a marathon and not a single other person in the world cared because they didn't know what a marathon was, they're just like, I don't, you like, I just ran 42 Ks. And they're like, so I didn't even know we could run. Who cares? Like you've just gone through this epic thing and no one gives a shit about it. And this is how mental illness can be sometimes. You fight fight the, the darkest eternal battles alone and everyone around you is just going about their lives. Like, oh, you managed to shower and not get drunk today? I've been doing that for 50 years, you know, toughen up. And that's how it feels sometimes. It really does feel like you're, you're watching the rest of the world do things simply that take you years to do or, or you find really difficult. And when you listen to Leave it makes you feel heard and understood and i don't think there's anything more valuable in this world than that honestly like to 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 have your insecurities and vulnerabilities and your struggle validated is fucking amazing and and leave does that so shout out to leave um yeah that was me charlie what about yourself
0: yeah so i go into plenty of uh, projects this uh week um some hangovers from last week as i said last episode um so i be went off on those um so started off with a uh, joel ross uh the parable of the poet um amazing uh just uh, post bop uh jazz <coughs> um with the uh with the team of uh see if i can get it here emmanuel wilkins on the alto saxophone maria grand on tenor marquise hill on trumpet killia vandover on trombone sean mason on piano rick Rosato bass and quake craig wine rib on drums and um yeah it's just um 51 minutes um relatively uh well seven songs 51 minutes so you can imagine the tracks are very uh, dense and there's a lot going on um but his composition is just um, top tier and uh it's just um yeah man just this <laughs> is one of those just one of those Solid jazz albums. He just uh they're, they're always they're always about somehow, and they always find me. Um, I remember his previous project Kingmaker and how good that was. And uh, yeah, this is kind of more the same. Um, I feel like I is one of those albums that are very so dense that you can't really get all of it in one spin. <clears throat> so definitely worth um s- several replays if you're into that kind of thing. Definitely give it a spin if you're into that, uh, especially post-bop, I guess. And um, as a a little bit of advice on just like Discovery, because obviously that's what we do here, um, go peep like his bio and just click some of the names that are linked on there as well, and then you have like plenty of people to get into if you want to get into jazz, and they have his protege there, they have people he's worked with, and stuff like that. Some names I've heard of, some names I haven't, and that's what's good about um, just music in general and just uh, that kind of discovery so uh big shout out to John ross in general on the solid album <coughs> um salt s a u l t salt oh salt this one not the not a sprinkler salt salt not there. uh with air jesus christ yeah, like <laughs> uh, so shout to so shout to mickey who said this was a movie before I listened to it and do you know how people just say you know oh it's a movie bro it's a movie I I thought that's how what he was talking about, but he was he was clearly burying the lead because the thing is literally, pretty much on the most part a fucking film score, <laughs> like, like it comes off as a film score, and it's just absolutely mind blowing. Uh, it it doesn't it doesn't it it boggles my mind. I was just immediately just thrown back, thrown taken aback by how. Um, by what it was in general but just also you know as it went along just how high quality it goes it's 45 minutes seven songs and it goes through like a movie it goes through like a short film it feels like that where you just have these you know orchestra levels of music and it's just it's just going through and through telling the stories musically and it's just um Yeah, it's just outstanding. It's just a really outstanding album. Um, I can't praise high enough. I just didn't I just didn't really I didn't come in here for a for a film score, but here we are, just uh you know just getting our film score vibes on. Uh, Dizzy Wright and DJ Hopper, uh, Dizzyland. I've been into Dizzy Wright a little bit, you know what I mean? I've heard him in a couple of features here and there over the past couple of years. So I thought, you know, I saw this, and I was like, yeah, let's give it a spin. I've not spent a Dizzy Wright album before, and uh, yeah, this is some good stuff on here, man. It's good stuff. Uh, Twenty four Hours with exhibit real hard album, uh, real hard um, hard song on that one. They both uh, go off on that one. Uh, uh, Man Like Devin and Be Real on Promoter which is a bit bit of reggae vibes on that one really solid and obviously you know as you can imagine with Be Real on the track a, a big ass weed anthem uh um, Amari Hardwick the actor obviously he does a uh, poetry as well and does a bit of performing uh, on I can't quit was very fascinating uh, but yeah uh, you know it, it kind of um, it kind of starts off you know kind of uh, on, a, on a high end it kind of gets down a little bit um, a little more serious on that front um and uh, shout out to DJ hopper on the production anyway because I feel like uh, he kind of keeps that uh keeps that balance um, throughout and uh, you know doesn't doesn't make it doesn't take it too sharply uh, most of the time it's very clean uh, very uh, solid um, uh, back and forth twelve songs thirty eight minutes to, comes through like a dream and uh, yeah man Dizzy writes um, pretty oh, yeah, solid just <laughs> he's just a solid rapper I can't I can't complain I don't really have any qualms with his with his bars like um, it's it's just it's just solid if you want to, listen to a solid hip hop album there you go a uh, D, uh naughty by nature so. Mm. I'm going to sound super moist on this. I'm going <laughs> to sound super moist. Don't you? That's a nasty um, word to use right now. <laughs> I, I, I'm i taking it from Top Boy, because um, it's basically how I'm, so, I'm going to talk about it. So, firstly, shout out the fact that his is first number one album. Oh, here we first go. This is music. this.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, Just cancel yourself now.
0: <laughs> it's a sandwich. It's a sandwich. <laughs> Shit. I'm sandwiching it. I'm, 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 I'm sandwiching it. <laughs> uh, shout out to the fact that he got that double one on the uk charts you know what i mean like people clearly love it and i'm here for that it's all good you know what i mean overall i don't mind it i actually really appreciate the fact that he's not just doing drill on here um it was so funny i was, I was walking home with it and um i have oh, i forget which tracks it was um i think it was a hold you down and what you what you reckon um and, uh, or, or Pump 101, one of the, no, it's hold it down and, what well, you reckon? I think those are the two. And I was listening to one and it was like, okay, so we're going to like down 50 cent route here. Like, it seems like stunt. classic 50 cent kind of vibe, like mixtape 50 kind of, I teach
1: what? you stunt,
0: ma. you know, Pump 101, Stunt and, um, 101. Yeah. And, uh, oh, right. There you go. Right. There you go. And then the next track literally samples 21 questions. And I was just there like, oh, right. So you so. So you. So okay. So vibes. my 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 thoughts were my thoughts were were confirmed uh, uh, um, properly on that. So you know throughout there's some you know the, it's not just drill. So I respect that. I respect the um, uh, you know money bag yo on one of the tracks. A J Tracy of course. Standard Procedure. Maverick Sabre on the last track. Let it go. Really solid. Even the intro, which is, is which is really just like um very quick, but, you know, kind of one of those deep storytelling things, um, talking about his upbringing and stuff like that. I respect that kind of stuff, right? But, but, and this is something that, this is where the moist bit comes. I get why drillers do this, okay? I get why drillers do this thing. They have this motif. It's, it's well, it's not even a motif because they have to do it, right? I understand why, when they put things on wax, there are some things that they just have to completely, just shut off, complete lock it off, and do that "ew" thing that they all do. Ew. 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 Right? They all have to do it. You know exactly what I'm talking about, okay? And here it is. I don't care. I don't. I just don't. It it destroys tracks for me. It really does destroy tracks for me, and it destroys replayability for me. Like when I'm listening to something and it's coming off like a radio edit, even worse than a radio edit, because in a radio edit I can actually I can actually guess where they're co- where they're going with it. In these, they're naming roads, and I now you have to blur that out. So what's the point? What is the point? What, what's the point? I don't you know. There's there's there's. I get the realism side of it, but I'm just like it just it's just ear why do i want ear in my ear no mm. it, it, it turns into edm album at some points it's pointless it's just, it's useless to me i can't do nothing with that so with all that said you know what i mean it's a solid album it's a drill album of of a high quality but it's just that it's just that one that one element that just irritates me it just it plain irritates me i just i, just, I get it i understand it but if you can't say it, don't bother saying it. all. you're wasting time. You're wasting real estate on your own track. It doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, Red learned to swim. I won't say too much about this because Ben pretty much um, said as much as possible. I will say um, something you didn't mention. Um, Red Veil's production on here super solid. I will class it as perfectly imperfect. Um, has, all the, has all the you know just the esoteric. Um, uh, uh, beat swi- beat switches, and beat skips, and st- and uh, and, uh, you know, just some um, good samples just not keeping it. Too. Co- yeah, great samples. Not you know, it, and it's 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 kind of like unclean in some ways, right? But it but it works, and it comes off super. Um, it, it just keeps you guessing. I really like that. So um, shout out to Redville uh, big fans over here. Friend of 5e, Nappy, High, With kind con- con- continuing on with his color series, this is Green EP. Um, really once again knocked out of the park. He actually, I actually told him as I listened to it, I was like, you've done it again, bro. And uh, he said, I'm. He said, I'm. I was nervous about this one. I was just like, how, why? Because <laughs> it's solid. Like <laughs> it's, it's the same as you know. It comes off in the great quality as the rest of it. Uh, rest of his uh work and um. Yeah, he says, like, he's been trying different things, and uh, I think it comes across in something like Honey Bun Again, Do It, uh, where, like, at the end of the track, it just turns into a full R&B solo with pianos, and it's beautiful. My favourite track personally is the Boulevard, but you also got Blue, Mick Jenkins on here, um, Kay Franklin, Maggie King, and uh, Brad Bellard as well. Um, just super solid um, EP, 16 minutes, six songs, go get into that solid Nappy High, one of my favorite producers at this moment in time. Push a tea almost dryer. Oh, I'm about to be public enemy number one again. Oh, no.
1: no. No, no, no. <laughs>
0: fucking hell. What are you doing today, bro?
1: You're going to get our podcast I'm, fucking cancelled, man. Just relax. I'm, fire I'm on fire today. I'm a fire today. We're going to cut big. this shit. We're going to cut this hot quick. You weren't on Brambleton, <laughs> were you, man?
0: Charlie was never on Brambleton. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah, Ben. took this this been uh, tell me about Brownells and Ben. Um, <laughs> so my thing is, is I feel like the reason why people enjoyed um, it's Daytona it's good? so much is because <laughs> let me speak, let me land. Right, this, the reason why I feel like people think that people like Daytona, like myself, I re- I prefer Daytona over this, for example, mm. right? Um, is because it's it's not just the short and sweet element, but more the fact that it's just push up. Well, mostly just Pusher, and he's just going off. He's doing his tings. Why does this 12-track album, 35 minutes in runtime, have filler? Why? Why is Scrape It Off Here?
1: Yeah, that track Little Uzi Vert and Don Tolliver? Someone said no. Uzi... Renegaded or 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 what what do they call it now? I don't know what they say now. I'm like, no, he didn't. Yeah, no. Uh, what are no, you talking no, about? No, happening.
0: no, no doesn't doesn't happen. Um, Dreaming of the past. While well, I do love the the Donny Hathaway sample, if I remember correctly, what it what that is. Um, don't know about that particular beat. Uh, you know, just so you remember, is that track? That's the track I'm looking for. That kind of track where it's dark, dingy, fucking raw. That's the track I'm looking for. Diet Coke solid. You like solid. to fuck raw, air, right? solid. I pr- I pray for you with malice with he's uh, I said this I said this on a, uh, to some some other people as well. Um malice is is entering like unicorn territory where he's just like coming in dropping a verse every couple of years and he's just scorching the earth and he just dips. <laughs> that is verse of the fucking year if, if I'm completely honest. Like, I've, I'm I'm struggling to hear verses as good as that. It's absolutely stupid. Um, but yeah, honestly, I prefer the tracks where it's just Pusha T on his own. Same. And because, and because you know, there's plenty of features here. You know, rock and roll's cool. Um, f- f- the amount of kid-cutty slander is just a bit corny for you guys, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't that's care about that, to be honest. Fuck. But yeah. I don't know, man. I'm I don't not, want to I'm hear not on masterpiece territory with this. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not on here on masterpiece territory here. I thought Jay's verse was okay. Yeah, yeah it, was it was a bit. Life, it know. was a bit tame. Fine. I don't know what Jay Z does these days. I like, like. the commission. I'm a, I like the commission line, but that's pretty much. Look, it. Look, this I'll, is the I'll, thing yeah, with Jay
1: Z. It's always whenever you criticize him, he's like, "I've got your house on my wrist." Or, I've got your entire family's <laughs> historical net worth on my baby's wall. Like, okay, cool. You're rich, Jay. We get it. It's cool. Like, seriously, we're poor. We suck. I know. We're awful humans because we're poor. It's just
0: like, come on. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I feel like uh, out of the, all the features, I feel like Pharrell's probably just the only one I feel like I enjoyed on here. Which I is rare. Kind of as well. Uh, yeah, I know, right, <laughs> For has been on been on our bad books in the past couple of years, um, but yeah, you know, I, I just don't think it's the masterpiece people are talking about it, uh, people are saying it is, I feel like there's, not skips, but you know, just stuff that I would prefer, which is the stuff without any features on it, just so you remember, well, and then obviously the last track, which is obviously just complete heat, but yeah, I just feel like for the amount of time that this happens, if this was over an hour, I would forgive it, but it's 35 minutes, Mm, don't think so. Um, uh, love the genius, self-love too. Um, another mention I will just say for um, on top of yours is also, again, I feel like uh, I, the artistic me- thing you mentioned, I feel like is something that I kind of wished wasn't as exploratory as she went about it. I feel like there was a couple of tracks where I was just like listening to the beat and just her going, ah, uh. I was like, what are we doing here? Um, it just felt a bit Bare Bones in some way. That was, that was only a couple of tracks. But um, yeah, overall it's a solid, um, solid, solid album-sash EP. I don't know what it is. It's in that middle ground. And lastly, Poppy or Judah... The power in us, which is a superb, um, just like feminist um, album, uh, full of just completely, you know, you got like rock in here uh, with like um, I forgot what track it was. Um, uh, I think it's like God, uh, God something. Uh, Play gods. Uh, Holiday from reality. I love the interludes on here, especially four together outro of New Nub- by Garcia on the on the saxophone here. Got a bit of jazz, got a bit of um, rock on here, got an amalgamation of stuff. I really like what Poppy Judas has done on this album. And uh, yeah, just a big themes of feminism and stuff like that. Um, so if you're into that kind of uh, kind of thing, go for it. <sighs> and with that said, to a sharp to our whatever edition, whatever volume this is of Hip Hop Adjacent um i think it's our second one actually if i remember correctly um so basically this gives us just a i've i've basically just uh, invented this just so we give us give ourselves a reason to hop out of the hip hop um sphere and talk about albums that we like or may not like in this way uh, <laughs> uh from artists um that are strictly not hip hop but um i feel like people You know, people mess with, regardless if you're in hip-hop or not. Um, And uh, we're doing a double-up of uh, Calvin Harris, simply because we briefly argued about Calvin Harris last week. And uh, we, well, due to Ben's scheduling, we just wanted to do something quick. Um, So I thought this was pretty much a solid pick. Um, but yeah, we're here and we're picking Calvin Harris and we have two albums to talk about. Well, he thinks one album is the best one and I think another one's the best and we'll argue um, over which is which. Um, so Ben, why did you pick the second worst album of his discography? Well, the
1: reason I, I look, I'm not going to say that it's really that hip hop adjacent. That's, um... I've I've struggled to find a real hip hop adjacent angle to I created disco, but the reason why I created disco is simply Calvin Harris's best album, and then I think Funk Wav, is number two, uh, is it, because it's the first time he actually it was the only time in his entire career he did something even remotely original, and it's not even that original because when to, when it came out in two thousand seven and everyone like was you know fawning over it right. Uh, mainly because of Merrymaking at My Place and Acceptable in the 80s. Firstly, Merrymaking at My Place is just a blatant, objective rip-off of Daft Punk is Playing at My House by LCD Sound System. Now, if we compare Calvin Harris to LCD Sound System, LCD Sound... I said this to Charlie during the week. Okay. If I make really... If I make brownies and you eat them and you're like, oh, man, these brownies are fucking amazing... that doesn't make me a master baker. You're not going to go, oh, Ben, you're the best baker in the world. You're going to say, because brownies are fuck off easy to make. They're not hard to make. They're really easy. And Calvin Harris created something semi-decent with i created disco you know it was a little bit left of center it was pretty cool it was kind of pre kygo with the tropical house kind of vibe you know it was kind of piggybacking off drum and bass and grime and heading into the kind of electro house genre a little bit you know it was similar to lcd sound system but not as like indie rocky as lcd sound system it was nice it was cool it was cute you know acceptable in the 80s was a lovely song you you know, Then he just was like, oh, you know what I could do? I could just create a program that makes the most derivative, boring, just rip-off dance music ever, and I'll just run that program. Brian Eno created a program. He actually... Brian Eno actually created a program that would just make music. He didn't have to do shit. He was just like, yeah, this this would just make music, and that's, that's exactly what Calvin Harris does. And pre all of that garbage that comes after this record... This album is pretty good. You know, it's, uh, you know, I created discos and nice. And the thing is, I keep saying that, but then I listen to like an artist like Milo and not Milo the Rapper, like uh, Milo, M Y L O. And like Milo just did this so much better than Calvin Harris did it anyway. I want to see where that Milo album came out. And look, I have a lot of nostalgic love for, um, uh, let's see when that album came out. Milo's out. Well, Milo's album came out in 09. Okay, so I'm I'm erroneous in that I'm erroneous. But the problem is that when Milo put his album out in 2009, it just completely eviscerated I Created Disco because it did exactly what I Created Disco did, but did it fifty thousand times better. So look, I loved I loved I Created Disco when it came out. I think it was a really good album. I never foresaw that. Calvin Harris would then, like, go to just, like, ultra-bro fist-pump EDM. Like, the total fucking, you know, the the hopped-up-on fucking uh, MDMA. You know, the bros at the gym who spent eight weeks cutting for this. And they've got the, the cobblestone abs. And they've got the little booty shorts on. And, you know, they've got all the, the girls on their shoulders. Like, boof, 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 boof. And then just, like, the basic, simple, awful, like, vocal lines. Like, how did he make Ellie Goulding sound bad? Like, I don't understand what the fuck happened to Calvin Harris. And he circled back eventually when he did Funkway Vol- Volume 1. That's a good album. It's not great, but it's semi-decent. And, and, the, and I'm going to, like, Charles going to have a visceral reaction when I say what I'm about to say. But he fucking turned into DJ Khaled. And I don't know how he did bro he fucking did don't don't give me that shit that like he didn't you look at the you look at the performances that he got out of some of his artists let me just have a look at the track lists on here and they're just garbage it's so garbage i texted charlie i was listening to motion last night oh my god ellie gording's terrible heim Horrible. Together with Gwen Stefani, these are just all just trash, trash, trash. 18 months. What a horrible album that is. Khalees, Rihanna, Tiny Temper. Oh, oh my back. days. Then he tried to back You're up. So he tried to back up the. So he tried to back up the track with Dizzy Rascal again on here to China. That was fucking garbage. He had Neo on here, bro. This just. And so the reason I chose, I created Disco, is because it's the only. The only tiny little bit of originality I could find in his discography. I felt like when Calvin Harris dropped, it was right at the beginning of the EDM era. It was right at the beginning with the Skrillexes and the Dead Mouses, And, you know, back when dubstep wasn't necessarily a dirty word. People weren't going, oh, I don't want to listen to dubstep. Dubstep sucks. You know, Benny Benassi had come out. I think he had that track, Satisfaction. <coughs> there were a few others. Bang um in the early 2000s that were really starting to pop off body rocks came out um and it was good like you know we we were all into it we're all into it and that's why i think hardwell came out steve aoki that's why uh calvin harris was so different that's why we we all gravitated towards him because he wasn't doing it the same you know the 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 bpm of the Um, The big tracks was 125, 130, 140, it was very quick. And Calvin Harris was just, he was kind of had that little indie rock element to him as well. You know, it was like a little bit of an independent kind of, you know, LCD, as I say, LCD sound system vibe to him. And then he just went super maximal, man. Then he just said, you know what? Let me just blow the fucking brakes off this shit. Let me blow the roof off this shit. Let me go go to the gyms. Let's go to the gyms and see what the gym bros are listening to. And, like, the, the reason I hate that is because... I grew up on artists like Fatboy Slim, you know, who didn't fucking do that, I grew up on James Murphy, who didn't fucking do that, I grew up on those kind of artists who, Milo even, who could have done it, and you can do it, and it's okay if you do it, I guess, but it doesn't mean that I need to listen to you and be like, oh yeah, this is great, well done, you charted, you sold x amount of records, you got Rihanna on your song, like, you're playing Coachella now, like, Ugh, bro. I don't. I'm. I'm confused. I need Charlie to, to give me some direction here, man. Because I'm just gonna keep fucking hammering Calvin Harris. I need to know what the. <laughs> I need to know what the what the landscape is here. Because I'm confused. I don't know what. And this is a thing. Charlie doesn't like this kind of music. When I was listening to it last night, I'm like, what is going on here? Like, this is just super pop, man. This is electro pop. Like, what? What's the deal? This is Black Eyed. Right. It's a step above Black Eyed Peas, but not a big step. A half step like this is this is electro pop right
0: right so many egregious comments okay firstly you're not calling creative disco in the same way Kygo does tropical house that makes no sense to me the whole album is basically just like retro throwback pastiche It's not, though. It's not,
1: though, because that retro... No, it's not. Because 80s dance... And yes, there's there's an element to it, but it's not like After Hours. If you listen to After Hours, for example, yes, that is fucking synth pop from the 80s. It's straight up Depeche Mode, Soft Cell, New Order, Devo. But Calvin Harris is not that. He, he, He sounds a little bit like Kraftwerk. He sounds a little bit like Devo, but he's not... You know, and I love After Hours, don't get me wrong, By the Weekend. Incredible album, and the time was right for that throwback. But Calvin Harris didn't just reach back and just grab one specific sound and then just present it to us again. He brought a whole bunch of different things into it, and he made it a little bit... And he, like... He he underpinned it with the sound of the time, and I, I don't. I'm not saying it's a great album. I'm not saying it's like a top. It's not an eight out of ten, you know. It's a seven, a six out. It's good, but like, it's not a. It's not just a rehash of shit that happened. It, it's not like I genuinely can't tell you. And if you can tell me of an artist or an album it sounds exactly like, then I will retract all my statements. But I can't think of an album or an artist from the eighties that that actually sounds like. I just can't.
0: What was, that, what was that song that goes like... That's basically the whole album to me. That's how it comes off. I don't know what that one is. I forgot what it's called. But yeah, it's... Uh, how does it feel? da da um, But yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. I don't know. Someone, 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 put, someone put this recording over like a Google Assistant to see if it comes... See if it comes up because you can do that shit by hums if you if it, if it, if you do it right. Um, but yes, uh, we agree on motion. It's, a, it's, it's his worst album. It's it's, it's trash. It's horrible. Like um, just I was just reading the lyrics of Open Wide again. And I was just like fuck. It all came rushing back to me of the one time I listened to it. I was just like oh no. A rub a rubber is the only thing that ever came. Oh us. fuck God me. God damn. <laughs> now, now look in, in between us.
1: Oh dear <laughs> oh okay. dear dear oh dear. What
0: does it mean? <laughs>
1: i mean there's layers to that shit right literally and figuratively
0: <laughs> what's a? I i mean I'm a, I'm a big short defender in a lot of ways but that, that's a, that's indefensible okay so motion we agree on is horrible um but I'm, I'm just i just don't get how you have like i created disco which is um, yes a derivative in my ma- in my mind um I'm surprised you didn't reference the girls either, which was like, which the instrumental was used for like every advert for a teenage uh, comedy around that time. Uh, 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 I get all the girls. Oh, no, I, I, oh, I love that um, song. I get all the girls. Yeah, exactly. I get all exactly. the
1: girls. But it's, the,
0: it's, the, it's the start of that as well. Like, it's, it's where he goes, I like them black girls. I like them white oh, girls. Oh, it's lame as fuck. Oh, Asian girls. I like the mixed race girls. It's like, oh, why are you jamming words into? this? it's, it's, it's just so annoying. But yeah, it, it, that, that 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 track sucks in my mind. But yeah, even with like something like Vegas, bro. bro no. Like <laughs> that's literally that's literally acceptable in the '80s. The remix, that literally the remix. No, it's if not. If you put acceptable in the ratings it is. It sounds like acceptable in the '80s, just remixed a little bit. It has the same beat pattern. It's the same pattern. It's literally the same track. Obviously, it changes in lyrical lyric shit, but yeah. Apart from that, sound wise, it, yeah, what do you, yeah, it's the same. It's the same track. What are you? It's the about same track. Here? This album but is they're both good. next to each other. They're the same track. It's not. It's not that great. It's not that great. <sighs> it's really not that great. I don't. I don't see it. Like I, find. I. don't know if it's just the whole style of of like that kind of uh retro eight bit kind of vibe going on. But yeah, maybe I'm just not into that. But it is what it is. I just. I just find it, yeah, derivative, I think we agree on that, and I just find it a bit, like you know, just strained in as a listen. Meanwhile, you, you're shitting on 18 months, which, <laughs> um, excuse me... Uh, uh, what banger after banger after banger for half the bro, album? I'm yes, sorry.
1: fist pump banger at the fucking
0: rave. Yeah, what's sure. wrong with that? Yes, exactly. Oh, what's, wrong with, what's wrong with that? Because it's simplistic shit, man. What, hang on, hang on. You you give me that Khalid shit, right? Not 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 letting you off on that, right? So y- y- we had He's this, we had this conversation, bro. We had this conversation about producers opening the Rolodex We literally had this conversation three episodes ago or two episodes ago we literally just had did we not did we not have this uh, did we not have this conversation and we agreed on it of why why people considered someone like dj drama good and someone could because now in the same in this same fashion Calvin Harris is somewhere in the middle, okay? I consider that somewhere oh, he's in the middle. Not. He's not challenging he's obviously, well, he's, well he's, not, he's not challenging Khalees or, you know, Rihanna to do anything special. Of course not. It's fucking EDM, bro. What do you expect? What do you expect from this genre? Uh, it, it's, it, it's been like this since day one where it's just like, you know, uh, a fist like you said, fist pump beat, whatever. And if you don't like fist pump music, then fine but, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of gym rats that fuck with it. I'm sure there's pl- plenty of people on MDMA that fuck with it. Like, even, even the tracks that aren't even the bangers, like um, like uh, Mansion or Iron uh, With Nicky Romero Like you know Those were just like f- Fucking built for Creamfields And that's fine Right But not my not I wouldn't be on that Kind of vibe But it's You know but look, There's man, so many Bangers look. on here bro uh, You can do it So but many You can bangers. do it right
1: Look I just want to Cut you there Because you can it do right. You can do EDM right Okay you could do Uh confessions on a dance floor by madonna right O4. in fucking incredible album incredible sure. album the whole thing is just unbelievable you could do poker face by lady gaga you could do it properly you could do fucking daft punk man you could do it like daft punk you don't have to do right. it the lcd sound system that avalanches you could do it like the knife if you, if anyone's listening to the knife, silent shout, go listen to silent shout. This is the kind of shit, hot chip, over and over again. Boy from school, these are all like, oh man, you could basement jacks even. You could even do it like basement jacks, you know. Scissor sisters, for fuck's sake, if anyone remembers the Scissor Sisters, okay. Larue, yeah. Goldfrap, you know. And that's the thing, like. Yeah it's like Book of Shade. Radiohead (laughs) even did it. If you go listen to everything in its right place, listen to that song. That is good kind of EDM. You don't have to do this. We found love in a hopeless place.
0: We found love in a Bro, no. Banger. Banger. I'm sorry with it. I'm not putting it up against the against (sighs) the other things, bro. Of course yeah, there's others that are more artistically uh, neck-leaning. Neck of course they're sticking their neck out more than Calvin Harris. But
1: they're not. They are. They're not. They're just doing it better. They're do- dead. You named a lot they are. Robin! Bro, okay. There's, this episode is ended. Stop. This episode just is over. Audience, with every heartbeat. Just go listen to Robin. <laughs> the episode is done right now. <laughs> That's the end of the episode, right?
0: I thought you'd talk about Necker for a second. <laughs> Necker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can you feel my heart? heart? Oh, so it's a one from ages ago. I've t- I don't know why I remember that track. Probably because it was so annoying. Um, yeah, but bro, you're just naming track. You're just naming people, bro. I'm naming people who are fuckloads better at doing what Calvin Harris
1: does. Who and do I, the same
0: and thing. And I agree with that. So what and are I we talking about? <laughs> The fact that you think this album's crap—it is, <laughs> it isn't. There's so many bangs on here, bro. Of <laughs> course, that's the whole point. <laughs> like, yes, okay. <laughs> there you go. It succeeds in what it's supposed to do. Oh I'm wondering I'm, I'm what a- like extra expectations you're supposed to throw on this. <sighs> Fuck me, man. Like this, you, you ref- This is the thing. You reference Black Eyed. I- you reference Black Eyed Peas, and I'm just like Black Eyed Peas. They. You read the quote, bruv. You read that "Will I Am" quote, bruv. You, he, he thought he get, he got fucking Barack Obama the fucking president. Well, that, I haven't
1: done right? any of it. He, <laughs> he, he,
0: he, he had a little he bit too
1: much dip. dip on his chip with that he, one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the dip, all the fucking dip. He he poured all of the all of the Doritos mild salsa dip on that one chip, bruv. Okay, he he thought he had, he thought he b- fucking performed miracles. Okay, with his music. Okay. I don't see Karen Harris saying that. Oh. I don't see Karen Harris coming through with that same hubris, okay? I see him just saying, hey, let's get out of the Rolodex. Let's pop out some bangers. That's fine. Let's pop out some bangers. It's different from someone like DJ Khaled. It's different from someone like DJ Khaled in my mind, okay? That's what it is. But I, I just I just don't see like what extra, 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 extra expectation you're trying to put on something like 18 months where they have they, there's good na- there's names on here and they all fulfill their purpose. That's pretty much that's it, and that's it. I'm not saying every track's great, right? No, it's not. But you know, majority-wise, these are there's a there's a ton of fucking bangers in my mind. So
1: you think that 18 months is better better than Ready for the Weekend? Yes. Well, funk funk wave, funk wave, funk wave. That's his... that's better. That's, that's better than all of them, right? Apart from well, I mean, it's fair. I I think I created disco, but that's for my own personal, but. <laughs> Surely Funkwave Volume One is that's up there, right? Surely you think that
0: it's a uh, oh dear, oh dear. They're, they're, what they're are we them, doing they're, here? One, they're one and one A. Eh? They're one and one A. Eh? I mean, it's got slide they're on one here.
1: One, eh? It's got rolling. It's got I know feels. See, that's it, and that's the thing that frustrated me, and that's why I wouldn't care. That's why I'm getting so passionate about this. Is I don't give a shit about DJ Khaled Because DJ Khaled can't do anything more than what DJ Khaled does There's no There's no dumbing down There's no lobotomizing You know, when Jay-Z said um, If skills sold, truth be told I'd probably be lyrically Talib Kweli You know, that whole thing He's basically saying I'm dumbing down So that I can sell more records And I didn't know how I felt about that Because I'm like, that sucks You know, That's like Rigorous honesty <laughs> That means I'm getting some, some, some lower level shit Than what you're capable of And then you know Calvin Harris comes out and he drops something like feels with he makes Katy Perry, Big Sean, and Pharrell sound insanely good. That song is brilliant. You know slide is brilliant. Heat, sorry, Roland is brilliant. Some of the pianos on here are incredible. Like I'm not gonna go to I'm not gonna have this kind of reaction to the Chainsmokers because the Chainsmokers (laughs) can't do jack shit other than what they do. You know they're trash and they know they're trash and they just make trash music. But Calvin Harris doesn't have to do that, man. He can make decent music, but he just sold the fuck out. And it's okay. I mean, that's his vibe, but there's no artistic credibility in it. There's no I'm never going to I'm never going to respect it and be like, "Oh yeah, he makes bangers. I'm going to be disappointed." Cuz I'm like, "Yeah, you made a fucking I don't know. You just it's just simple shit. It's like it's uh, i don't have it i don't know what i'm how i can respect that like
0: i don't know okay so is the crux here the fact that you in the same way black eyed peas the children of the sun you listen to funk where bounces and you're just like why didn't you do this all this time is that what it is
1: it's that i listen to i created disco and I was like, okay, this person can actually produce. He has, a, he has the ability. Look, there's plenty of artists out there who do do what Chainsmokers do. Who do they? They who do what Skrillex does. Just leave them. Let them do their thing. You know, don't you? Don't have to dumb yourself down to that level. And then we get to Funk Wave Volume One, and even even this album, half of it's shit, half of it's good. Like, the other half that's shit, it's like he just went straight back to fucking motion. It's like, bro, you, this is horrible music. Like, motion is absolutely unlistenable. It's not listenable. Agreed. And that's the problem with Black Agreed. Eyed Peas. That's why I'll never tap back in with the Black Eyed Peas for the rest of my life. And it's it's very similar to the Black Eyed Peas because I grew up on the Black Eyed Peas. You know, I listen to Elephant, Funk. I listen to Monkey Business. I... Listened to them a lot when I was a kid. I listened to... I created disco a lot. I listened to Ready for the Weekend a lot. And then Black Eyed Peas just... They just completely torched their entire fucking artistic vision. And Calvin Harris did too. And I'm never going to listen to them again. And yeah, when I listened to that, that album um, by Black Eyed Peas... Which one was it? Every Something About the Sun?
0: Children of the Sun. Yes.
1: Yeah, that was it like 2018 or something, right? Like...
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: And I was like, well, why the fuck have you been doing this the whole time? And, you know, look, man, everyone has the the right to do whatever they want. Everyone. But if you look at the way that I even set up hip-hop numbers, I'm not tweeting out fucking hot takes and, you know, Kendrick Lamar has officially retired. I'm not tweeting out wild shit just to get clicks. I'm tweeting out actual statistics because, and I'm. Not, it's not a. That's not a shade at anyone else. It's because I can do that. It's because I have the skill set to do that. I have the ability and the time and the work ethic to do that. I don't have a fucking normal job. I have plenty of time to do that shit. So I'm not. It. it I. You know. That's just why I don't. I don't fuck with Calvin Harris because that was like, a long way of saying yes. By the way, <laughs> I need to explain that shit, man. <laughs>
0: That was a, that was a Plus, I just shame.
1: dragged half of hip hop Twitter as well doing it and probably got myself fucking excommunicated from the, the community, which was smart. <laughs> but like, look, man, yeah, I'd, I'm confused as to what your, is it just nostalgic value? Is that what it is? Is it just because it came out when of you course were
0: part of it? Of course, that's part of it. Yeah, of course like i remember because like, so looking onto that a little bit right As a background right i listened to will be coming back with example and i remember i used to like example that time like example's really popping over here like he had some really good tracks um uh Something uh, he had an album uh, like uh, something something in the shadows, chasing in the shadow, something like that, and that was a really interesting album because he always came across as like you know rapper singer trying to do the half and half thing, and coming through with um, and coming through with you know not just like uh raps but then he had like kickstarts which was you know very poppy. Um and uh, yeah and you know he he had a niche he, he he tapped into a niche there right some people could say oh, so sold out or whatever but you know whatever I you know same similar to someone like Calvin Harris I guess right I guess my issue here and um yeah I guess my issue here um in your issue is that the issue inside the issue is that I guess I see um dance music. In a light that is not as not always purposeful in trying to push boundaries, I feel like I uh, I probably be I probably be um, uh I'm probably shitting on people by saying this, but like I don't know I feel like most EDM is relatively simple. I remember didn't Martin Garrix when he did that at, uh uh Animals track, you know like, that was a banger, right, that was a complete banger at the time, the dude couldn't even DJ, like, he he didn't know decks at that time, so before he started eventually touring off that one track, of course, and went along, and went along, he had to learn, (laughs) he had to learn how to DJ, right, and that's, I just, uh, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of hop skipping and jumping you can do as it pertains to EDM there you go first one say it first time saying it today and um yeah I feel like there's less hurdle let's say say that there's less hurdles to good to, to good EDM right to good dance music it's very I think very easy to just um pop out a banger and you know you mentioned someone like fatboy slim right i think that's a great example of someone that's just on you know creatively a different level because he's always coming out and we could possibly we could possibly do him for an hip hop a uh, true hip hop adjacent, actually um, because he you know he's constantly sampling and I, and that's why he's good, because it's not just dance music. He's coming through with the samples as well. And that's what makes him unique, right? And then, yeah, sure, someone like Calvin Harris, which is relatively mainstream. And I guess, again, also in my issues that I don't rate that uh, I create disco as highly as, you, uh, highly as you do. I don't consider it as the, I think you mentioned, like, independent vibe coming from it. When don't I see say it independent,
1: all. you know, I mean, like, the indie... The indie, like, uh, LCD sound system, James Murphy has a song called Losing My Edge. And basically what he says in that song is he knew everything. He knew all the 12 inches. He knew all the, you know, all the new underground electro acts that were coming out of, brixton and manchester and he knew everything and he felt like as he got more popular he was losing his edge as they call it which meant that he was just becoming more and more uh more pop focused more mainstream and so when i say indian independent i more mean like that kind of left of center. Yes, you are creating in this realm and in this genre, but you're creating like cool. You know, it's it's edgy. It's a little bit different. It's it's a little bit... And, and when I say indie, indie is like... A, I don't know if it's a big term in America and the UK, but in Australia, it's massive. It doesn't necessarily mean... It, it does. It means independent. It's meant to mean independent. But basically, it just kind of means... Yeah, you're making music in the same genre as, you know, Coldplay... But you're making it in like I don't know a less overt, less like cookie cutter way, if that makes sense.
0: Sure, yeah, I yeah, it used to it, I used to consider it as like that that rock genre that's not quite mainstream, but. Yeah, yeah, just I don't, I don't know. They just called it indie rock just because I don't know yeah. whatever. I don't know how they. I don't know how people create these names. But yeah, that's the first time I heard like indie, and that's in any musical sense. Where it's just like, oh, this band's indie rock. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means, but sure. Um, I guess I I guess I'm coming around to what you're saying on that front. Okay, that's a good justification on I create disco because yeah, I don't really. Apart from that other album that you mentioned, I don't really cons- I don't really know any more uh, albums that were doing what well, Cry I Create Disco did it in 07. and that's fine. That's fine. I just feel like if you're gonna grab the bag, grab the fucking bag, and that's why. That's why. I like eighteen months so much because you know I like bounce. I like feel so close. I like we found love. I love we. Co- we'll be coming back. I like drinking from the Bowl, I like sweet nothing. I like. Let's go. Like let's see. Guys, that's half the that's half the album. I rate highly already. And honestly, and I and I'll say this as someone that hasn't listened to as much EDM in in an album context. You know, I can name people, but I can't name like so deep cuts off their album, right? But um, in saying that, I find it very hard. I will find it very hard to to peep an album. Of of any dance or EDM or whatever, electronica, um, where I like, genuinely like, oh, like half the album, and I would happily play them particular songs in in a non-album context or put them on a playlist or whatever. I find that very hard to do with shit. David Guetta, for example, right? I like um, pop life, man. What's the one? What's, Trust what's, me on that. What's the one with um What's the, one with, what's the one with Kelly Rowland? Uh, that was a heat track back in the day. I love that track. Oh, yeah. When, when love takes over. Yeah. Banger. Banger. Um. Well, was was it, was it Pop Life? If yeah, you, I, I remember Pop Life. The album, right, right. honestly, and, the, and this is I want to piggyback
1: on that point just quickly because when we talked about Swedish House Mafia last week or maybe the week before when I Swedish reviewed their album, Mafia. that's mm-hmm. that's an album experience. These albums can be album experiences. You can like have the giant sure. tracks there, 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 and in between, and Deadmau5 does it <clears throat> really well. Um, if you listen, Oh yeah. Deadmau5 does it really well. He has these instrumental stretches. He has these, um, you know, kind of interludy things. Uh, David Guetta did it really well with pop life. That was a great record. Obviously, um, Madonna's album confessions on a dance floor. And I'm an album artist. You know, I'm an album listener, so I really gravitate towards albums like that. Uh, even the bloody Beetroots, man, like they did it really, really well as well with Rumbarama. They had that massive song Warp Seven Point Seven, which was huge. But the rest of the album is really good. It's it's not just like. You know, Chemical Brothers as well. Like, We Are The Night. What an incredible record that was. Just a really brilliant record. Digitalism. Fisher Spooner. Digitalism especially. I went and saw them live. They were incredible. Um, You know, Fisher Spooner. Girl Talk do it. Like, Gorillaz have done it. Like, uh, Mike Snow. Holy shit, man. Mike Snow did it. Orbital been doing it since the 80s. Like, that's what I mean, man. There's a wealth. There's an app. Timo Maas. Holy fuck, man. There's a wealth, there is a wealth of artists in this lane. And that's why I'm having this reaction is because it's ca- There are so many there are so many better names that we
0: could be talking about in this sense.
1: But the thing is, it's not necessarily that. It's not necessarily that. It's just that if you and I were having a conversation about hip hop and we were talking about let's say Let's say we were talking about Drake's discography and we didn't... You know, we were not talking about Mike Snow or we were not talking about digitalism or we weren't talking about Orbital or we ta- weren't talking about Timo Maas. We weren't talking... We were just saying, yeah, Drake, you know, yeah, it was a couple of bangers, but fuck, man, he's such a good artist. Like, fucking hell, what a crazy discography he has. Because we're not talking... And that's why I'm having this reaction because my knowledge of electronic music, not as strong as it is with hip-hop and rock... But I've been listening to it for like, you know, 25 fucking years. And my knowledge is insanely. Like, I've listened and I've had like actual reactions to so many albums. I've connected to so many albums and artists. And when I listen to Calvin Harris, it's almost. It's it makes me laugh a little bit because I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. This is, like, this is, just hold on, we're going home, you know? I'm listening to this. Cha- to, but, okay, I'm not trying to shit on you at all because this would be my, like, you know, when we talk about, like, grime or something like that that I have absolutely no knowledge in. I would, you know, I would sound like a fucking moron. But when Charlie tells me that he loves, um you know, whatever whatever album, it sounds to me like you're saying, yeah, Hotline Bling, you know, it's a fucking great song. Like, that whole <laughs> album is insane. Like, it's full of bangers. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying not to be condescending and be a douchebag about it. I'm trying to explain why I'm having this reaction.
0: You, that is, you're, free, you're free to make that comment. And to be honest, I probably agree on the way you framed it. I'm just saying, I'm not, but I'm not, I'm not the people, I'm not saying unlike people that rate Drake so fucking highly, is that he's the greatest whatever of all time. I'm not saying Calvin Harris is the greatest, you know, producer of all time. Not in the same way people are coming uh, coming through with this Drake talk going, oh, he's the greatest of all time and stuff like that. That's the shit I can't stand, right? I can understand people enjoying Drake. I can understand that. In the same way, in the way you framed it, I'm glad you actually did framed it like this, by the way, I'm, I'm turning this maybe insult, into an actual positive right in the way that i appreciate calvin harris i'm not good i'm not gonna say he's the greatest of all time in any sense right i just enjoy 18 months partly because of nostalgia and partly because there's just a plenty of fucking bangers yeah. on here right yeah. and, it, and it goes on for a, quite a few stretches um in the same way i'm sure drake has a few stretches drake has a few albums that that go hard whatever right i'm not calling in the goat okay in that sense. In that exact same sense. I'm glad you put it like this. This is actually unlocked it for me. Sweet. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But I'm not considering, you know, I'm not considering Calvin Harris in this sense. And I'm sure if we uh, if we ever do another hip-hop adjacent, which I feel like is probably just getting to a point where we uh, uh, actually missed the point and just end up uh, talking about just random shit. It's not even adjacent. <laughs> it's just a reason for us to talk about non-hip-hop stuff. <laughs> should probably change probably change it to just like not hip hop Um, the not hip hop hour. Um, might as well just do it like that, and just and just be honest with it, and just title it the not hip hop hour, um, because I'm sure there's plenty of plenty of artists you've named that people have just gone like, wait, who, 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 who's that, who's that, who's that? Um, so yeah, (laughs) probably have to reword this whole uh segment, uh, whole uh particular episode uh construction, but uh, regardless of that, I'm glad you I'm glad you finished on that because that is a probably the best uh, way of talking about it. Where you know, I'm not considering, I'm not putting. uh, Calv- I'm not putting, putting Calvin Harris on that pedestal in the same way Drake does. I'm glad you put it that way because I, I'm uh, yeah I, 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 I'm not I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid. I'm not I'm not saying Calvin Harris is the uh, you know greatest of all time or anything like that. He has some bangers throughout, except for Motion. That's trash. That's hot garbage. That's hot bin juice. Um, but you know there's some tunes everywhere. I I had Slide on my rotation for like three years or at least three summers. Yeah, anyway. great song. Uh, Slide well, and Rollin. Still the tune.
1: Great tracks off that
0: tunes big tunes big tunes um and yeah you know uh, i think uh you know calvin tried that love regenerator series like for briefly um so that was kind of like trying to do something different i get i guess um so i like you said I'm it, we're pretty sh- we're pretty both confident that he has that creative streak to actually try and stick his neck out um he just does it under different fucking names which is hilarious. Don't mess up the brand, of course. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I yeah, I I, I I hold my hands up that this, you know, in EDM terms, this is probably surface level. This is you know, this is mainstream. Get the bag, get out the roller decks. Let's do some bangers, right? Let's do all the floor fillers. Let's just you know, because shit, bruv, if twenty twelve didn't uh, if twenty twelve didn't have like at least like six tracks. Uh, from this album playing every club every night oh yeah, yeah probably <laughs> It most likely did right so there you go um you know and that's fine that, that's 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 a saturation as 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 it goes and you know that happens for many artists there was there was what was that what was that year where it was just like fucking mad drake it was just like work and one dance and 2016 Hotline bling. it was just oh god horrible right but each to their own of course so yeah i'm glad you i'm glad you made that parallel you uh, i'm turning that <laughs> what you uh, tried to not make as an insult into a, a genuine positive um as to how we should see um someone like calvin Harris and albums like eighteen months where you know it's appreciate. i appreciate it for what it is and like i said there is a nostalgia element. um and i come i come around to what you're talking about as pertains to i create a disco number two um i still don't rate it that high i just don't like that kind of particular i don't know sounds i guess like it's just got this that's because you don't get retro. all the girls charlie
1: i mean <laughs> if you got girls you would have de- that's a banger to you you'd be like i get all the girls i get all the
0: girls bro all i think about is uh, uh to that to that track is is literally just the show the in between us that's all i think about and yeah i don't know about i don't know how i feel about wait that, was so. it on that show <laughs> did they play it most likely, I'm sure they, I'm sure they had it on like in between scenes where they just always played music oh, fuck in between scenes. That show scenes is mad cringe, filler. Oh, it's, it's it's great cringe, great, it's great fucking cringe, show. I'm not lie to you. It's 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 great show, but it's oh, tough cringe, tough to, teenage watch. Cringe. to watch cringe,
1: but tough yeah. to watch. The Office UK level tough to watch. You know, like funny as fuck, it's cringe. But, yeah. Oh shit, big cringe, oh,
0: yeah. big cringe. But shout, but shout out to you in between's absolute cringe, absolutely glorious cringe. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I think I think we I think we. I think I—I I don't know if you have any more vent. <laughs> no vent. You could... 'Cause I feel I feel like this has done well for your flu, bro. I feel like this has done well. Yeah, man. <laughs>
1: it's just fucking cleared me out, you know. I needed cleared you I out, need, bro. I've been frustrated on Need some debate. Lord. I'll tell you what, needed I've been on debate, I've Lord. been on the couch all week thinking about this app, like, oh man, this is this is triggering me. What is wrong with Charlie? I've been listening to like I've been listening to Pixel Lord, I've been listening to Orteca. I've been going back over to some
0: old boards of Canada. Yeah, I like it. I like <laughs> Just being like what? I like how you just took it you just took it just as a as a reason to just listen to way better EDM (laughs) I mean
1: look the only way I'm going to say it is I went to an Ortega concert uh probably three years ago right and I've been to a couple of EDM-ish concerts I went to digitalism (coughs) I saw Daft Punk um and there were a lot of EDM acts pre-prop like at that at that show and Just the difference in crowd was fucking hilarious, man. At the Orteca concert, there were people on ketamine. There were people on all sorts of weird fucking acid. But at those EDM concerts, bro, it is ecstasy, ecstasy, ecstasy. And I just think that that's the difference. I think, you know, what I find in this genre that's fascinating to me is they make music for the the specific drug that their listener takes. And there's no... I don't think there's any other musical...
0: I'm kind of sure that's how it was birthed in general, honestly. It must be, man. Just French French people just discovering E and creating EDM all of a sudden. I feel like there's a tangible mix that the
1: only other time that this has happened in musical history was in the 60s and early 70s when they were just making music for people on acid but they were making music whilst on acid this is different you know and i read a really interesting interview with fat boy slim and he was talking about you know he was a really he struggled with alcoholism for years it was awful for him apparently and he was saying it was just so difficult for him to stop drinking because Everyone just drank all the time. But he didn't, I don't think he, I think he said he didn't touch the actual substances. He just drank. And so I think that that's what's so fascinating about this genre is that they're making music for the type of drug that their listeners are taking. And I don't know that there's any other musical genre like that. And, you know, anyway, I just thought that that was interesting. But yeah, I I was curious as to where this app was going to go. But I'm glad we got to a point (laughs) in the end.
0: I mean in general structure of uh, what is hip hop adjacent this is a definite f that's just stamp out right there this is not hip hop adjacent but 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 as i say that as i say that we have found many links towards hip hop in this so i might retract that stamp i might retract that stamp um so which album was uh,
1: the dizzy song on was that on um Ready
0: for the weekend uh, Ready for the weekend
1: yeah, yeah, yeah That's a fuck off so, banger oh,
0: I'll be keeping my eyes On your movement I don't see no room For improvement Why are you sitting over there On your Jack Jones Let me get behind Your backbone Let me work it And I'll I can't
1: At you Looking at me <laughs> I'm listening
0: to <laughs> it right
1: <laughs> Then I can't see <laughs>
0: Get away from Look, the ball One thing I will say the One thing
1: I will say About Kevin Harris Is I actually liked it When he did his own vocals Early in his career I liked it way more Than when he brought on Guest vo. Like Dizzy was great On that song Don't get me wrong But like I preferred it When he did his own vocals
0: uh, I mean, I mean, I'm mean indifferent. It works some ways. It doesn't work in uh, in others. Like for something like flashback, speaking of yeah, Ready for great. Ready for the Weekend, love that track. Great song. This is like a flashback. Oh. Love that track, banger. Um. So yeah, you know, I it, honestly on Ready for the Weekend, the the one saving grace about that is probably his vocals on most of those tracks. I feel like he that's his best performance vocally on that on that album. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's, there's some there's some there's some tunes there's some tunes sprinkled everywhere. Um so, you know, respect to Calvin Harris on that front. Uh, if Calvin Harris listens this episode, how would he take it? <laughs>
1: Oh, he, I'm sure he'll listen to it in his helicopter while he's flying to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> I'm, I think he'll be fine. I think he's. I think he'll be okay. <laughs> I hope so. Anyway,
0: I, I just. I just don't know if this has come out as a positive, in the positive light towards him or not. Oh, he know. knows. <laughs> he knows.
1: Surely he fucking knows. Yeah, he knows, right? He sits yeah, at home. He knows. And yeah, he's surely, just listening surely. to the chain
0: smoke, and he's like, "That's yeah. a good riff. I'm gonna use I mean, that riff." If he is, if he is crying, he's using fifties, like fifties. <laughs> <50s. laughs> L yeah way. you know have you have you seen a? Fi- I've, I've touched a 50 pound note for like once in my life Really, like literally like, like once yeah literally. oh
1: charlie's more poor than me fucking hell <laughs> you know you level. know i when i bought um i bought my motorcycle <laughs> the other day right and i took out 7k <laughs> in, <laughs> in cash i had seven yeah, i've just never taken out mad sums of money i had you know, 7k was it was awesome. like it was like that thick and i and it I'm like, what the fuck is this, man? This is insane. I've never held that much money. I got paid once in cash from work. I got paid like three grand, and I thought I was the fucking biggest baller of my entire life.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've I've never had a reason to like carry wads of cash. Hang on, let me uh, let me just let me life, just
1: so. stop my video right quick. I'm going to show you something. Hang on. <laughs> oh, Keep talking.
0: Okay. Keep talking. This is this this is great. This is great uh, recording via audio and video you've you've managed to you've managed to do it perfect uh, do a perfect um uh, uh 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 just performance in both mediums that we traffic in um no video and uh no ben for a good minute as he goes to do something i don't know what well look at this um, so look at this right ah well, it's a hangee Okay, all right, So, how common is a hundo in Australia? Not
1: super common, to be honest. They, we call okay. them we call them leafs. We call them a leaf because it's green. A, leaf. a fifty. Okay. I have a fifty over there. They call them lobsters because they're. Oh no, that's a twenty. Sorry, a twenty is a lobster. I don't know what a fifty is. Oh,
0: I really, I oh, really my... would just want to boot up Bruh. just the okay. Just the London. Just the London lingo. You right? are not really gonna to believe. Just, like,
1: the... You are not gonna believe what I just fucking did. I just lost a hundred dollars. What'd you do? I'm fucking Oh my days put it on my fucking candle.
0: <laughs> you sweats! Oh my days! You actually ruined the Hundy! Oh no! <laughs> Oh, this is this is this started out in Prospect as a like a mid episode, but this is getting better and better as <laughs> Bro,
1: this is getting dark right now. Th-
0: I've called Push's album mid, like we've we've had a mad argument about Calvin Harris for nearly an hour and Ben just burned a hundred dollar bill. What am I gonna Fuck do with yeah. that? That's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fuck me! Is this is so the can- This is the candle that just cost me a hundred dollars.
0: <laughs> the hundred dollar candle. I was trying what to be all like?
1: fucking bohemian and like chill at- with my with my candle, and I just lost.
0: Why you put it?
1: I didn't. I didn't mean. Why did
0: you just? Did you just like not look at it? I just like dropped
1: it on my desk and it obviously landed into the candle and caught fire. <laughs> it's fucking plastic too. I'm probably gonna die from inhaling the yeah, smoke. Yeah, I
0: thought. I. I mean, I thought. I thought because it looks like it's in the same similar material to our notes, where it's like that plasticky. Yeah. Yeah, like plasticky kind of material. I thought they couldn't burn. I. I generally thought that.
1: Well, they certainly can because I just fucking. But it, he, did but it.
0: He, but yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> You heard it here first You can You can burn $100 (laughs) Well
1: I guess I know What I'm doing tomorrow Going to the bank And begging them To give me that $100 back (laughs) (laughs) I need that money I'm not rich For fuck's sake I'm here We're out here saying That Calvin Harris Is crying into his 50s And I'm just on camera Burning $100
0: notes God damn It's pretty That's that's the top 10 That's that's a top 10 DITD moment. It's pretty... Indi- <laughs> it's pretty
1: indicative of my week, to be 100% honest. Yeah, that,
0: that's just... That's just capped it off. That's just capped it.
1: <laughs> that's fucking on brand, bro. What a shit-tier fucking week I have had. And that has just... Uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right,
0: so before before Ben uh, burns his whole house... Uh, burns his whole uh, place down, um, let's hop his train to a lighting note. Um, so I want to read you two... Um, funny enough uh, screenshotted notes pages and it will come it will come clear um, as I go so the first one is this this came five days ago and this goes hey guys due to something and try and you know if you want to feel feel free guesty bias I'm talking about Uh, hey guys due to unforeseen circumstances I've been left with no option but to reschedule my US tour I take my live show seriously and would only want to give you guys nothing but the best of me being an independent artist, I pay for everything, encompassing my life, performances out of my own pocket and touring the US for a month would leave me in a huge deficit. As much as this pains me to not see at this time, I must, I'm must i just not able to put myself through that mental stress. It's important for me to speak my truth about, it and about this and be honest. I appreciate the love and excitement you guys have be, uh, have for seeing me live. Rest assured, I'll be there soon, bear, back bigger and better. For now, I'm creating and working on art. That I'm excited about music, of course, but other things too. All leveling to great heights. A message to all artists and creators, know your worth and stick to your guns. Love you all. <clears throat> and the second one is dear rap friends. Uh, it just hit me. I've helped people my whole career. Oh, yeah. I've helped the biggest eyes to the smallest eyes, whether it be producing a record or playing keys or sax solos or bringing in musicians to enhance an album to just giving game from all of my experiences. Now I realise that the love uh, and help I've been given for years, all, all caps years, has never been returned when I need it. Uh, I have wave publishing credits, money, etc. on the strength of relationships on the quote-unquote love and to watch my quote-unquote rapper friends overpay these producers who come to me for pointers and tips is the ultimate slap in the face. So I'm done. I'm not working with any more rap friends with love. So the first one was from Little Sims and the second one was from Terrace Martin. For those who don't know, and it kind of just um in in some ways just um and obviously as you if you have been into this show for a minute um you know I love me some love me some Sims and I love me some Terrace Martin. They're two of my favourite artists at, at this time and probably of all time. Um, and it's kind of just obviously the situations here are very different, right? Um, Sims uh, being an independent artist. Not being able to tour the US is so fascinating to me because as, you know, as uh, you know uh, pedestals go, I don't, I don't think Sims has ever been on this pedestal. Like, you know, winning Brit Awards and being on Top Boy. Um, her profile has never been higher and yet she's still unable to do a US tour in the way she wants to do it. And on the same note, in a similar note of Terrace Martin. Being so, I guess, giving in that sense. I guess this is, a, this is a tale of two two halves in some way, where Sims is fully aware of her placement as an independent artist, and it, and you know is just being honest and saying, I can't pay for this. It's all coming out of my pocket. I don't get any help from that but is but it does say something about the industry there where someone like Sims who is who's on such a high profile right now and is so and is on 10 right now in terms of our industry can't be can't can't do a US tour that just boggles my mind that she can't be able to do that and then on the other side for someone like Terrace Martin to do something on strictly off the love of the game right in some ways where I, I, and people have been, you know, saying like, "Oh, did Kendrick, you know, uh, fuck him up in some way? Was it, is he talking about Kendrick? Maybe, who knows, right? All, congi- all, all um, uh, you know, hypothesis look, I, at this point. Look, I'm not going to, I've, I've
1: been rebuked talking about this, but I'm going to say it's not Kendrick. what way? I'm not going to say. Oh, right, okay. I'm not going to say exactly who did it or why or what, but I will say it's not Kendrick who fucked him over. I, I actually do know that but I'm not gonna I can't say anything more than that but I think that narrative is ridiculous and it pisses me off. it's not
0: wait do you know who do you know who it's about
1: I don't know ex- explicitly who Terrace Martin is talking about but I do know right. some stuff about Kendrick and I know that it wouldn't have been if if you're putting it at Kendrick's feet it's not at Kendrick's feet do not put it at Kendrick's feet so that that narrative can fucking end It's not Kendrick. <laughs> Okay, it's I don't know who it is, but it is absolutely not Kendrick. That's all I can say. And I know that's lame. I know it's clout chasing and stupid and bullshit. And I hate it when people do that. Oh, I have all this information, but I can't share it with you, normies, because I'm too privileged. But I got rebuked from someone very, very high up when I tweeted about something to do with this and I got fucking hammered for it in DMs. And so, um, but but yeah, I don't like that narrative around Terrace Martin that this is related to Kendrick personally, the person Kendrick is, not Kendrick, so yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that's just because, I think people are saying that just because, you know, in terms of, in some, in some level, Kendrick is the biggest artist he's worked with. Um, but you know, you can, you can, you can say, you could say maybe it's Herbie Hancock, who knows, right? So it depends on where you're at in life and depends on where you, where your tastes lie. Um, but <clears throat> I think mean, that's just why, that's why people assume that because most people got into Terrace Martin via to Pimper butterfly. Um, I think I'm actually one of those people. <laughs> um, I mean, you would have, no, you would have, into- you
1: would have heard him on like yeah. Snoop tracks and Warren G tracks and stuff. Like, you've definitely
0: heard him. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've probably heard him on tracks before Kendrick, but like, well, I but. Be, be listening to Tim Pimper Butterfly, the reason why I enjoy this album so much, not to make it Tim Pimper Butterfly th- chat, but, like, the reason why I enjoy it so much is because it got me into jazz. It got me into, in a proper way. And it got me into artists such as Terrace Martin. It helped me get to that spot where I'm listening to Terrace Martin. I'm just like, fuck. Even his music's, like, lit. Robert Glasper, who I saw live a couple of weeks ago. I could, uh, Did I even talk about that on here? I don't know. Um, But, yeah, you know, fire, right? Kamasi Washington, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We can go on and on, um, but yeah, I, I just, I just, I, 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 it's, it's, it's the fact that it's come from these these particular things have come in a, within a week of each other, and they're two of, you know, some of my favorite is ever, and they will have uh, you know grievances in some way, but realities of the game in another way. Um, I just, it just, it just unsettles me you know, having such public um, notices and PSAs on this front. And it kind of just makes me sad on that front. Honestly, it kind of reminds me of this um video, and I'll leave it here. It reminds me of a video by, um, I, f- I forgot Bossman's name, but like um he interviewed uh, Chloe Bailey. And uh, she was talking about basically how, uh you know, just how if you're a producer on your own album, you actually don't get paid for the producer cut. So if you get a producer in, they're getting paid. But if you're producing your own shit, you're not getting paid. On a major label, of course, obviously. This is, this is, the, this is, the, this is the world we're in right now, major label space. Um, and uh, and she also said, um, you know, that's, that's why someone like uh, Bjork, for example, right, who, you know, obviously produces their own shit, doesn't get producer of the year on, like, the Grammys or anything because they're producing their own shit. They don't get considered for producing their own shit. Interesting, right? Don't know how that works, that logic, but it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, it kind of just reminds me of that in some way. And she came about it in a very, I don't know, glad, happy kind of way. It's just like, hey, that's, that's how it is. And it's just like, oh, that's that's depressing. Because, you know, she has to, I mean, don't know if you're on her IG, Ben, but, um, you know, I occasionally per- peruse um, the, the Chloe Bailey IG. And, um, you know, most of the time she's just dropping fits and not music. <laughs> and that's, and that, there's a reason for that. Because she gets more money yeah, posting fits and tagging and tagging brands, than actually dropping music. Funny enough, that I think I don't know if she said this or someone else said this to me. Um, in in response to it, uh, when I sent it to a couple of people, you know, the fact that the, uh, you know, music in some ways is an ad. <laughs> it's like it's secondary. Yeah. Um, it's an advertisement for all the other shit they do. And uh, yeah, this has just become a wide-ranging thing about things, about music in general, but like uh, in the industry in general. But yeah, just um, I don't know, just seeing both of those things just made me sad in a space of in a space of a few days. Um, you know, I I feel like uh, you know a ter- Terrace will be fine um you know he's he's clearly just um done with it and he's just like okay you know i'm gonna get credited i'm gonna you know i'm done with this now i'm I'm done being the nice guy um and obviously sims is probably a much more deeper a deeper conversation and i kind of wish a journalist i don't know who but i hope a journalist digs into this and you know tries to you know just get her on wax just to see why can't she pay for it? And how much would it cost, you know, approximately? Don't have to give, you know, specific numbers. But I'd be very interested into why she can't um, in, <laughs> in you know, as, a, as an artist of that of that stature. Because, you know, as artist goes in the UK, I feel like she's up there right now. Um, and as an independent artist, she's on the mountaintop, in my mind, as pertains to UK artists. So if she can't do it, then fuck, how is anybody in the UK as an independent? Um, so, yeah, that's, that's just my thought. Well,
1: this is the fucking thing, and this is the conversation I have with people when they <laughs> defend Spotify for underpaying, or they defend, you know, they're like, it's capitalism, bro. You know, toughen up. Be, be a man about it,
0: you know. Earn more money. Strips, Work harder. Blindset. Like... You
1: guys are the fucking idiots Because you guys are the ones who are getting fucked You know like The the major labels don't give a shit The major touring companies don't give a shit You don't get to see Little Sims perform live now You don't get to hear Terrace Martin On a hip hop song now You have just been fucked because you've subscribed to this stupid fucking business model, this ridiculousness of, and it's expensive, man. Of course it's expensive. I've read a lot of interviews about mainly rock bands trying to tour America, uh, specifically Placebo, and they stopped touring since they, I think they're touring again this year. Uh, the US but it's the first US tour in a long time because they just can't fucking afford it if you've not got like a major conglomerate behind you and a major business behind you then you can't afford it man it's too expensive and that's the problem where the ones who are getting screwed you know it sucks for little sims that she's not going to be able to tour it sucks for Terrace Martin but in the end it's the listeners and the audience who are going to be the ones who are going to get really hurt by this whole thing and this is the problem this is the way that the whole industry has been set up it's set up to exclude anyone who's trying to do things independently or trying to do things it's basically blackballing you without actually blackballing you and it just it 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 makes me supremely sad and you know it's it's similar like australia is a tough place to tour because it's very expensive to get down here it's a long fucking way away from everything And we don't get much. Mm -hmm. We do not get many people coming down here um, because I mean, why would we? How how can you justify that? You know, like even small venues. Like we have a couple of small venues, like the Vanguard or the Basement. And you know what? What Canadian or American artist is going to justify coming down and playing to eighty people for three nights and then going back to the US? It's just not. It's not feasible. And um, that Terrace Martin thing really, it 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 interested me. But it didn't surprise me in the slightest. I'm sure there are fuckloads of artists out there who are going through the same thing, fuckloads of producers who are just not getting paid what they deserve. They're not getting they're just and and, and this is a thing, I was talking to my partner about this the other day. She runs her own business and we were talking about quoting and you know, when you're quoting a price for someone. And in my industry, when I'm quoting as a writer, I've got to underquote because if I overquote and or even like appropriately quote they're like nah lol no there's a million people who will do exactly what you want to do for free sometimes they'll do it for a look that's all they'll do it for and no it won't be as good and no it won't be as high quality and no it won't be as well researched but who the fuck cares about that if you just peruse double excels you know and and rap tv and all of these outlets if you peruse their the The level of journalistic integrity on those sites it is low, 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 and they're not paying jack shit for good content. They're paying for clickbait bullshit, and that's the thing, man. It's it's just fucking sad. It's it's really sad. Art is is I feel like it should have been exploding more uh, since the internet, obviously, and since social media. And but again, what Chloe. Chloe Bailey, is that who you were talking about? You know, posting. Uh, and I've seen it, you know. I've seen it and I've spoken to artists. That's where the money is. It's all in advertisements. It's all in, you know, spruiking products. And and again, that your, your, your followers don't give a fuck about that shit 99% of the time either. And that's the double-edged sword as well. You, you risk alienating your followers by, you know, tapping into that and, and selling products. But that's the way that you make your money. It's just that's bullshit man it's it's a very it's a very dense topic but it just makes me pretty sad
0: (laughs) yeah um two things towards that in response i'll finish here um first of all funny enough you talk about that i literally had to discuss like rates um for uh screenwriting and screen edit and script editing um with someone, uh, with a colleague, and I was just like, yeah, it just, it took over like a couple of days to just, you know, kind of just nail down numbers, and obviously have to, you know, in some ways undercut yourself, and it's just like, and compromise already, you know, before even getting somewhere, Um, so yeah, is what is on that front, Um, and uh, in response to all that, uh, a quote from uh, P money on ocean wisdom's breathing left in the state still under your state i want to go states but think that i'm banned because i get paid the same as a band my taxes cost a whole of your brand so uh, that's that's what i was thinking of um when you're talking and what I said, ladies and gentlemen, from the 5th M Podcast now it's been Ding and Digits. Hopefully, you've enjoyed this episode. I know I have, and it cost Ben $100. <laughs> <laughs> <I> t- <laughs> I t- I t- okay, this is how
1: great my partner is. I texted <laughs> this her. This has
0: been the most expensive episode for Ben. <laughs> I
1: texted her and told her that I, I burn $100, and her response on the podcast, she said, a real one? If so, I'm so proud of you. Burn it all. So, like, man... <laughs> Find yourself someone who says that shit when you burn hundred dollars live on camera, <laughs> fucking queen. So yeah, man, I've been uh, Ben Carter of Hip Hop oh, Numbers. Gosh. You see some, you'll definitely see some advertisements on my Instagram in the next couple of days. You're gonna have to recoup
0: <laughs> from this shit, man. Fuck. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. So, so someone, someone, give someone get pen a uh, Ben, give out your PayPal. So that someone hit, so, hit, help, help uh. Get the people to to hear. Yeah, that I might put just, it in uh, my bio. Hook, hook the bro, hook the bro up. As soon as you see this link on YouTube, hit Ben up. Just give him to see if you can reimburse him because obviously that's a, that's a, that's a bit of stupidity. There <laughs> <goes> uh, <laughs> so with that said, uh till the day. Uh, hope you all have a good week. Chris Shaw's trying to do the same. Continuing on with our Book of Woo series. Oh yeah. Uh, next week. This is good.
1: This app. This yeah. app's gonna be fucking crazy. Seriously, man.
0: Ben. Been excited, been excited about that um, I want to posit um, some episodes in, in, a, in a couple of weeks time in maybe in anticipation for the last TDE Kendrick album maybe a Kendrick retrospective maybe a couple of parts you know what I mean something like that maybe may, maybe could do. we'll discuss that later uh, for sometime next month maybe 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 not but until, but until then Uh hope you all have a good week we're sure is try and trying to do the same but until the next time take it easy ladies and gentlemen alright peace Digging in Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me. Music for the show is piece of video games by bonus points. That's the chill records for the to use. Socials with Fifth Element hip hop by numbers, bonus points to chill records. Been the full show notes as well as the names of the project reviews. Wherever you're listening, this has been a Fifth Element podcast out production. Thanks for spending time with us. We shall see you next time. Digging in the Digits